Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Small Fleet and Owner Operators Summit. I'm excited to enjoy a day full of content catered towards the men and women that keep our economy literally rolling. And what is exceptional about truck drivers is not just the role that they play in getting our goods from here to there, but they're superheroes on the road. They play as watchdogs of over 165,000 miles of highways nationwide, protecting our nation's children from the unfortunate outcomes of human trafficking. And that's why I'm proud to introduce Laura Cyrus, the Senior Director of Industry Training and Outreach for Truckers Against Trafficking, to discuss the valuable position that truckers are in and to recognize and report human trafficking cases across the U.S. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show today and being a part of the summit. Yeah, thank you, Grace. Thanks for having me. I'm really delighted to be here. Yeah, I think this is a, a perfect way for us to start this summit on a real human interest level. That's the best part about owner-operators of small fleets is they are the drivers out there really trying to grow their own businesses. But I think what's interesting, exceptional is the fact that they are on the roads and they get to see a lot of the dangers that can occur on our highways. And who better than to have truckers against trafficking to explain those problems? And I guess from your perspective, why are truckers and just workers in transportation, even when you look at, um, you know, workers at uh, truck stops or, or parking locations, why are they the perfect watchdogs for human trafficking across the U.S.? Yeah, great question. Um, and something that we love to love to talk about because we know as drivers, especially, right, these are men and women that are highly trained they're vigilant. They are literally trained to read and recognize and interpret literal signs as they're rolling down the road. Um, what better way to to help engage this industry by giving them the signs to look for um, as it relates to this crime of human trafficking? And so we recognize that at any given time, there are more truck drivers on the road than there are law enforcement officers. We also know that truck drivers are in and out of places where unfortunately um, traffickers are exploiting their victims. We're talking about this list is not exhaustive, but right, truck stops, rest areas, hotels, motels, places of business. We've had cases even where drivers were delivering their load and were approached by victims. Um, they're in and out of city streets and just so many different places where they may see this crime occurring. And so if, if we can remember that traffickers are counting on all of us, truck drivers, you, me, general population, everybody, they're counting on all of us to think that that person that's being sold, whether it is a boy, girl, man, or woman, is just um, a prostitute and that we're not going to care enough to get involved. Imagine if we could train the, the mobile army of transportation professionals that exist out there to recognize and report this crime. How many lives could be changed? That's really what, what we're after. How many lives has your organization been able to save today with your, your outreach? That is a great question that unfortunately I can't give a super specific answer to because the reality is we may never know. Um, however, we do know from our partners at the National Hotline that truck drivers alone have helped to identify over 1,300 victims in the United States alone. Um, so we're now working in Canada. We've replicated our model in Mexico. Um, and we have to remember that that number only accounts for the victims identified by callers calling into the National Human Trafficking Hotline, which is just one of the numbers that we promote. 
nobody's tracking 911 data or calls made to local non-emergency lines, right? So um, unfortunately, we may never really know the total scope. It's like that that ripple effect idea. You throw the pebble in and you see it going out, but you may never know the total number of lives that were, were changed um, or affected because of that effort. Um, but we do know it's making an impact. Um, we've trained over 1.3 million people so far with our training materials. Um, but we know there's millions more that need to be engaged in this work. That's incredible. And I guess when you train them, what are some red flags that you could share today that some of the truckers watching could could use when they're out on the roads to to hopefully stop maybe a human trafficking situation from occurring or or know that someone is possibly in that situation already? So the two main red flags that we're asking drivers to look for are anytime they see a minor that they believe may be engaged in commercial sex um, or anytime they believe they're witnessing someone under the control of a pimp, regardless of the age or gender, not only of that potential victim, but also the pimp. We know women can be uh, traffickers just as much as men. Um, those are the two main red flags. Um, however, you know, if you are parked at a truck stop or a rest area and you see um you know, uh, an SUV or a van pull up and multiple women or girls, or again, boys or men get out of that vehicle and start going truck to truck, knocking on doors. Um, if you hear chatter, CB chatter about wanting commercial company or people asking if anyone would like a date, um, obviously, if you get a knock on your door um, and someone is there, you know, trying to solicit, um, Regardless, again, of the age or gender of that person, I would ask you to take a second look. Um, if you are able to engage in a conversation with that person or if you overhear any conversation, do they mention needing to make a quota? Um, does it look like that potential pimp is on the premises? Sometimes they are involved in the bartering process in these interactions. Um, does the, the potential victim have tattoos um, that may be like barcodes or someone's name or uh, some kind of tattoo signifying ownership? Um, that's called branding. That's a, a, a very common um a common telltale sign. Um, if this person lacks awareness of their our surroundings. They don't know where they are. They don't know where they've come from. Um, traffickers keep their victims dependent on them for information, for food, for transportation, for shelter. Most oftentimes, these victims are not going to be in control of their own identification documents or their own money. Um, a simple question could be, hey, does your family know where you are? If they don't know, why not? When was the last time you spoke to them? Just some of those those types of questions. Um, and again, you may not even be able to interact with that potential victim. Maybe you're seeing this from, you know, across the yard or the, the parking lot or whatever. Um, I would suggest to everybody that's listening today to download our free app, Truckers Against Trafficking. Search that on any app platform and um, you'll pull up a fantastic list of case studies, red flags, uh, questions to ask, links to our training videos and also our podcast. So that's a great, um, a great tool to have to keep those things right at your fingertips. That's incredible. That's incredible. You've been able to train over, sounds like almost even 2 million people, um, those, those skills. And I'm interested if they see these red flags, you know, there's, we got some tough, tough cookies, both men and, and female in this industry. And my fear would be that, um, you know, maybe they would try to confront even a pimp face-to-face uh, -face, and that could be a really dangerous situation. What does your organization teach on when that red flag is seen and, and what to do next in that situation? 
Fantastic question. Um, and yes, I know I've met thousands of drivers in the course of my time here, amazing men and women um, who would literally and have given the shirt off their back or their coat or whatever to to somebody that's in need. And so um, I, I hear you on that. There are so many folks that want to get involved and would get involved in that way. Our recommendation is please do not approach the traffickers. Do not try to intervene. Do not try to physically um, separate that victim from the potential trafficker. Um, what we're asking you to do is to make an anonymous call from the safety and anonymity of your cab. You can call the National Human Trafficking Hotline, which is 1-888-3737-888, or you can call 911 or a local, uh, local non-emergency number to report what you're seeing. We suggest calling the national hotline if you're not sure, if you think maybe there are a couple red flags, but you're not 100% sure that that's a human trafficking situation. If you call that hotline, you're going to speak to a trained operator who can walk you through that situation, um, ask you why you think it may be trafficking, ask you some of the other uh, red flags that you may be seeing. And if it sounds like it is a trafficking situation, the hotline will either ask you to hang up and dial 911 or they can relay that information to their local law enforcement partners across the country. Now, of course, if you are witnessing a crime in progress, if you are witnessing someone being physically assaulted or sexually assaulted, please dial 911 immediately and tell them that you suspect human trafficking. That's one of the great things about this training that I appreciate so much is that we are giving um, we're giving language, we're giving education to a group of people that can then call and make an educated statement and say, no, I believe this is human trafficking because I'm seeing X, Y, and Z red flags. Um, I'm not just some, you know, Joe Schmo guy that's making this call. I, I really believe that this is what's going on. That helps law enforcement to prepare and to know and to even ask further questions. What are the, what's the make and model of the vehicle? What is the description of the occupants of the vehicle? Can you get a picture of the license plate? Obviously, please note, time, date, location, and make that call immediately. The longer you wait to make a call, um, you know, I've had people tell me, I waited till I was, you know, 60 miles down the road and I was thinking about the situation. Was it trafficking? Was it not? Um, and I finally decided my gut was just like, oh, I have to make the call. Thankfully, they did make the call an hour or whatever later. But while that driver is 60 miles down the road in this direction, that pimp and that victim could be 60 miles down the road in a different direction, right? So time is of the essence in these cases. We suggest that you call either uh, 911 or the national hotline right away. Uh, you know, powerful stuff. And it's, yeah, uh, I bring that up because, yeah, I know a lot of drivers that would put the, take care of the situation with their own hands, right? And it's, I, I just, you never know exactly what even someone in that trafficking position could have weapon-wise on them. So uh, I'm glad that you, you've thought about that as well. And, you know, as we start to see different transformations in, in transportation, uh, for instance, uh, even more uh, drivers are doing last mile or like on-demand delivery through DoorDash or different delivery type of apps. Uh, are you working with those organizations as well? And is there any different or the same red flags that you're teaching to those individuals? Yeah. So we have a relatively new training. It was released in the fall of 2021, um, and it is specific to local drivers, local and, and final mile type, type folks. So um, if you are in and out of neighborhoods, if you are leaving packages on doorstops, or if you're just driving locally and, and delivering to, you know, 
grocery stores or specialty type stores, um, there are different sets of red flags that you could be witnessing as you're in and out of these neighborhoods and commercial businesses. Specific to homes, right? Um, I realize you may not be necessarily on a route, although some of you may be if you're you're delivering to the same neighborhoods all the time, you know what's normal and what's not normal for that neighborhood. Um, can you identify homes that have um, bars on the inside of the windows? Um, can you identify homes that maybe have an abnormal number of men that seem to be coming and going from that house um, all the time? Um, do you hear, right, um, any kinds of sounds of people in distress? I know that this may not always be specific to trafficking, um, but I think that the other great thing about this training is just um, appealing to that human side of everyone, to the empathetic side, and to just say, if that was my kid, my son, my daughter, my sister, my mother, my father, my brother, and someone was there and potentially could have seen one of these red flags, would I want them to make the call? Would I want them to intervene and to get involved? Um, and so whether it relates to a human trafficking situation or a domestic violence situation or some kind of child abuse situation, I think we are all, I use this example a lot, like, um, you know, we're all just right here all the time on our phones. Um, and if we can just lift our eyes up and scan our surroundings and take 10 seconds to see what's going on? What, what am I seeing? Do, do any of these things, you know, raise the hair on my neck or make my gut kind of go, man, I need to take a second look at that. Listen to that feeling. And it may not be trafficking. It may not be, you know, anything nefarious, but the fact that you're willing to sit there and, and take a second look really could mean the difference between honestly life or death or a, a situation of trafficking enduring for that potential victim. Of course, right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we all get so stuck in these, and it's you know, there's so many different clues and and hints out there that we could touch on and, and see if we just took a moment to realize those. So I, I love that that sentiment. Um, what is the TAT working on most right now? Where is the support needed the most uh, for your organization? Yeah, so I think it it really comes down to getting drivers trained. Um, we would love to see. Whether you operate one truck and you're an individual, whether you are, um, you know, connected to a larger organization, we want anybody that's moving product, again, whether you're over the road or local or even now in home, uh, we just released a brand new training specific to movers and people going into homes for in-home delivery of bulky goods and exercise equipment, that kind of stuff, um, we just want everybody to see this, these trainings that exist. So not only getting people trained, but then partnering. How can we continue to partner with industry? Um, how can we continue to roll out our programs in the bus industry, in the energy industry, in the law enforcement specific training that we have? Um, you know, there are just a ton of ways that we are working to advance um, this effort across modes, across borders. Um, but I would really start with the training. If you haven't taken the training yet, uh, that is the, the number one thing that I would ask you to do. Um, download that app, listen to our podcast. We have a an amazing set of um, episodes where we've interviewed survivors, we've interviewed other industry um, anti-trafficking experts, and you can really start to um, peel back additional layers of the, the complex onion of this crime. Um, it's, it's not always white and black. Um, you know, it, it is complex. There are many nuances to it. And the more, again, more connections we can make, the more drivers that we can get trained, the more this, um, 
this word is going to get out and ultimately the more lives will be saved. Yeah, of course. And could you, to wrap this up, could you share that phone number again in case anyone does see something or wants to reach out? What is that hotline that they can, they can call? Yeah, please call the National Human Trafficking Hotline at 1-888-3737-888 to be connected to someone 24-7, no matter where you are in the country. That's the best number to call. Or, of course, 911. Well, thank you so much, uh, Laura, for being here with us today. And it's uh, incredible individuals like yourself who I think are behind the scenes that people don't realize are doing just absolute incredible work to help save so many children's uh, and women's lives out there. So, again, thank you. And um, welcome back to this summit, everyone. And I hope you enjoy the the rest of the day of content that we have set forth for you.